Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Just Yelter Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Do you know why it's a great night to be alive, sir? Because we're back, baby. We are back. Although, I do have to say, if I knew that you were going to wear that hat, I would have definitely grabbed a different hat for my repertoire. I could change hats very quickly, Zelius, if this is a... Is this is too offensive for you. No, it's more like I'm the one who should be changing hats just so we can balance all things be balanced. Well, I could turn it around backwards so it's just the the jacket instead uh, of the big GT. I just won't look at you for the next hour and a half. It's fine. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, if you if you were listening to this, I'm wearing a Georgia Tech hat. Uh, I work at Georgia Tech. so And Zelius is a uh, University of Georgia graduate, so it, it rubs him the wrong way. Yes, it shapes my brain greatly. All right, so let us jump right into all of the news, the craziness, and whatnot. First of all, um, thank God for keyboards that are um, protected against accidental spills. I just want to Can point I that protect, out. Do you have like a keyboard membrane over your keyboard to protect it from spills? So this keyboard, which I think is a Corsair, mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I think it's a Corsair. It's every single key, like the the pieces behind the actual keys are like like membrane wrapped. Oh, so nice. if you spill liquids on it, it will slowly. I mean, you still got to clean up the mess, but. It'll slowly, it's got the the drainage ports on the bottom of the keyboard. So it will eventually just drain out, which is why I've noticed a couple puddles that I've had to quickly wipe up underneath my keyboard. My son decided to tiger upper punch um, or uppercut uh, uh, my Mountain Dew today. And so I spent time before the show trying desperately to make sure that the keyboard was going to work. Just good practice, sir. He's just trying to practice in case he gets into a fight at school. Sure, if that's how you see it. Is that not a good thing? He's just being ready because you never know when you may have to protect yourself or your Pokemons or your girlfriend. Sure. So um, I don't know what it is, but this week is the week of games going into indefinite delay. I have not one, but two stories revolving around games that have gone in, into infinite delay. So what are your two games? So the two games, uh, the first one, I believe, is... Um, let me make sure I get this right. It's called Toy Soldiers HD, which was originally set to come to, uh, to Nintendo on August 5th, has now been put on hold. It was... It is a port of a uh, a game that came out on the um, Xbox like way back in 2010, but it's like the HD remake. Wee! Uh, that has been put in indefinite, uh, uh, I guess, delay. However, um, basically, here, here's what they said. We regret to inform you that we must hold the release of Toy Soldiers HD for Nintendo Switch for a bit longer. Although we passed extensive quality assurance testing, it was discovered that the game's software is not communicating properly with the consumer version of the console when in multiplayer mode. That's a big uh-oh. Okay. Minor details. Minor details. But the sad thing is this is actually something that can happen 
more often than not when 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 dealing when you're a developer and you're dealing with the 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 SDK software development kit uh versus uh, the actual retail version of something. It's, you know, it, your test environment may act different than your production environment. And it's good that they caught this before it actually got released because that would be, that would be um, people asking for their money back, like in groves, droves. I mean, good that they caught that now and not, not after they released the game. <laughs> I would definitely say so. But I mean, there are definitely games where they come out and if they're crappy, we all know it's very hard to pick up the scraps of a not so bueno game. Well, the other thing is, I think this this game, I mean, it was originally released on the 360 in 2010. Okay, so that's 22 years ago. I not 22 years, 12 years ago. Man, my math sucks. Uh, so 12 years, years ago. ago. So this, you're you're going sort of on a nostalgia, you know, thing of, of people going, oh, man, I remember that game. I should pick up the HD version. I wonder what it's like. You know, she, so you would really screw over your, your, your potential consumer base if you were to release a broken project or product. Yeah. Now, so you have that one. God only knows when that's coming out. But the bigger news is around the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic game that was uh, in the process of being created. The is the It's a remake of KOTOR. Okay? KOTOR. One of the best RPGs of all time for those who don't know or are just wrong. The, the company, Aspir uh, Media, um has unfortunately come out and said that this game is on is being delayed indefinitely because they as a result I think partially as a result of them having to fire the game's art director and design director this month this month yep oh dear that does not sound bueno sir i mean art director <laughs> okay i not I'm, I'm look i'm okay let me preface this. I am not discounting art, okay? <laughs> I I love beautiful games like as much as the next game, person, sir. okay? But art direction for me, you kind of since it's a remake, you you kind of already got a feel of what the art's going to look like, especially also it's Star Wars, okay? It's it's an established IP. It's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be puppy dogs and and kitty cats uh, mixed with, I don't know, um, alien hybrids or something. You know, you're, 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 know. you're, you're going to keep within the established lore and universe. But to also lose the design director. <laughs> that one to me, personally, once again, I've nothing, I, I, if if I had to say which one I believe personally would hurt a project more, I would say the design director over the art director. Maybe I don't know. I, I I guess it depends on what they're trying to do with the game, and maybe they have more work to do than we realize. Now the I it this game has, um, 
been in development for three years already. And they're going to like redo everything. Oh, Jesus. See, that's, that's the scary thing. Um, an art director could decide that the, you know, make the argument that the graphics engine is not being utilized correctly, or perhaps, uh, you know, some other, the, the, the look of the worlds or the depth of feel or something is not sufficient versus the design director, which, you know, I wonder, see, here's the thing. When you're doing a remake, how much are you willing to kind of mess with, you know, game mechanics? Because I mean, design is definitely game mechanics. Because when you think of KOTOR, like the game mechanics, like if I think of a remake of KOTOR, I really only want the art redone personally. Like yep. I don't feel the need to have a remake of the game mechanics. And that, you know what I'm saying? Does it make sense? Yeah. No, like, no. That, that I mean, that's, it was so well crafted. Yeah. And that like it really story, just like, needs a facelift. Don't changing the story on me either. Give me like a, we're going to have a whole new story. Like, no, I don't want a whole new story. I want the story with basically just pimped up graphics um, is really what I'm looking for. I, I, yes. Um, I do want that. I want a brand spanking new looking Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, uh, but keep like the storyline and the leveling up and the fighting and all that stuff. Sure. With effect, with, you know, with maybe more processing power, maybe you can, I don't know, make some of the, the, the combat cr look crisper. Yeah. But you know, like the, the, the way that you built your character up and all that stuff. Don't touch that, please. Oh, I can definitely see them trying to do some, needed balances or something along not saying they're actually needed but that just sounds like something that would be tried you know what i'm saying yeah like i could definitely see them just doing that just because they can basically um that would be my guess don't this this is this is a very good example of if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah it's already a classic for a reason i think all people really want are improved graphics and then that always kind of makes me laugh about like balance in games especially single player game especially like this like you're a fucking jedi like maybe the purpose is you can be overpowered yeah. right like yeah. by the time i got to end of kotor i remember when i played it i went all in 100 just melee all the way like i had no other step but like strength so, I, but I like I one shot everyone, and it felt like I felt like a freaking like crazy renegade Sith just mauling everyone. But that fit with the game. Like I was overpowered, but that's what I wanted. Like, you were the Jedi savior, damn it! I was supposed to be. That's like the whole point. So, like, don't mess with a good thing, I guess. And like people, they know, like if you're overpowered and you're bored, well people can change specs and do other things. Yes. Like it's not like you can't work around that, especially for a single player game, like totally multiplayer. I get, but single player sometimes just let people have fun. Is that too much to ask? Okay. So that leads me into my next question. 
Well, there is one other game that has been delayed. What's that? Um, have you heard of Blue Protocol? Blue Protocol? It's a it's a um, Bandai Namco MMO that's been in production for who knows how long um, that people were hoping was coming out in 2022. And basically, it's been delayed past 2022, and it's not on the list to be released in 2023. So who actually knows if or when the game will actually come out? So let's see here. Like it's been rumored slash around slash who knows what's actually going on with this game for it feels like eons now. It's always kind of been like one of those like MMO to watch games. So it was set to release July of this month. It is now We got two more days. Two more days. At the end of this year or early twenty twenty three. Uh, and they're saying that a closed beta for the global version of the game is expected before the end of 2022. Wow, that's that's vague. Well, before the end of the year, we'll have a closed beta. Who knows when or if that will actually happen. That's what? Five, that's, that's a five months of wiggle room. It's not that far, if you think about it. Um, but, okay. So... My my question that that um, that I have for you, Zelius, indeed, sir, because you spoke about OP, which of course, for those who somehow don't know what OP means, that means overpowered. I am always overpowered in real life. So the question I have for you, Zelius, is when it comes to being OP, um, percentage wise of the game. Is there like a certain like if I'm overpowered the entire game, is it enjoyable or is it, or is it more of um, uh, you know, do you want to, are you okay with starting off as OP and then get you know having to really work it hard at the end or reverse? I or, usually prefer it to be harder in the beginning because uh -huh. normally in the beginning you don't have like many skills or like ways to usually heal yourself, especially like an RPG type of games. Yep. And so you kind of really have to think about it. Um, and then as you get more skills, you become like more overpowered. Um, like when I recently played was Outriders is kind of that way. It's a uh, kind of like Destiny 2. It's basically a looter shooter. And the beginning can be really hard because you don't have really skills to really heal because you heal yourself based basically on using your skills and weapon damage. We are not really doing much right so you have to be really careful and stuff but once you be, start getting synergies with your skills and you get mods now all of a sudden you become like this crazy powerful person which to me in the basically the lore of the game makes sense mm -hmm. because as you get more powers um you become more powerful it makes sense to me so i think usually i prefer that um where it gets where if it's a little bit difficult in the beginning but there's also, I think, if there's also like an avenue for getting more, you also, because to me, it also feels like you're getting powerful. Like, mm -hmm. if you never feel like you're getting any more powerful in a game, it becomes a little bit redundant sometimes, maybe. Do you think that, like, that's, that, that might be why some people kind of, unless they're like huge into like having a guild or something, a lot of people might stop playing an MMO because they get to a certain point where they, they've basically capped out? 
Yeah, and that's I still don't know how I mean pretty much every MMO does it now, so it's not like yeah. you have a whole lot of choice. Yep. Like I still don't know how I feel about level syncing in MMOs. Mm-hmm. Um so for those who don't know in MMOs, if you power up like let's just say to level 50, then you go back down to a level 20 zone, you still typically sync to like like level 22 or 23 or something in that zone. So you just can't one shot everything. Um, and pretty much every MMO does it nowadays. And I still don't know if I like it or not. Um, cause sometimes you just want to go back and you just want to demolish everything, but I also get why they do it because otherwise it creates weird power imbalances. And now all of a sudden, like you can basically carry people a whole lot, like without actually doing anything. Um, it can create weird situations. I get why they do it. Um, it makes sense. I just don't know if I like it still. Oh, I like to be the savior, damn it. I know, man. I think you could do it at, at least like back in the day, you could definitely do it in Guild Wars because I know that, I've, that I helped basically drag some people along. Like old school WoW didn't have any level syncing at all. Yeah. Um, so it's it was it was definitely not in the older MMOs. Um, it's definitely a more current generation MMO type of thing. So, hey. I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's kind of like, eh, it is what it is. Just kind of go with it. I'm I'm right there with you. I think that uh, when it comes to, you know, the OP process in a game, I'm okay with. I mean, this this is the the my perfect example is basically every single version or iteration of Borderlands. Mm. You start off human where there's a very good chance that you could get shot and die. Thankfully, there are these respawn points that will take some of your credits so that you can, uh, to re, you know, uh, rematerialize yourself. But by the end of the game, you've got weapons that are just so crazy that there's a very good chance. I mean, it's, it's a very slim chance that you're actually going to die. Death for all. But in in Borderlands, uh, they do um basically everything levels up with you. Yeah. So it's not like there's no real like this is level one through ten zone. This is it's just the entire world kind of grows with you. However, you grow exponentially in like power with your guns, your weapons and your armor and stuff in comparison to, yes, the enemies are going to take more bullets, um, but their upgraded weapons are not in the same ballpark. That makes sense. Um, I was just looking at my computer real quick and I <laughs> found another delay. Uh, this one's actually, uh, it's actually, um, deals with Final Fantasy 14 and it's not the game per se it's the new North American data center has been delayed oh. because they don't have enough equipment yeah no that's been an issue basically since uh Endwalker came out where they have not been able to for quite a while many times not keep up with demand including like there's the wild there where they put the kibosh on new registrations Mm -hmm. because they literally just didn't have the server capacity to to deal with it. Um, So I, I mean, I'm glad to see the game is still uh, doing well. I'm kind of actually on a 
Final Fantasy fourteen, a little bit of a hiatus because it's like one of those games where you know they come out with the patch content and you kind of get in a lull, like you've kind of done all the current content. Um, so for me right now, I'm a little bit of a lull. Um, been playing some other stuff lately just because it's like, well, I'm a little bit bored of you. Um, so what are you playing since you're taking a break? Uh, actually, you kind of mentioned a little bit earlier. I picked up again Guild Wars 2. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I just had a hankering for Guild Wars 2. Um, and it's the you know, the toughest part in MMO sometimes is picking a class to play. Agreed. It, I, I just can't. Just, that's my hardest part. I log in. I sit there at the character screen. I'm like, I don't know what class to play. I'm so confused. And I'm just racked with indecision. Okay. So speaking of classes, um, the one of the methods that certain RPG games uh, or developers out there will do is that they will they will only give you like two of the five classes and you have to unlock the additional classes by mm. playing enough of, you know, the, with one or both of the, the classes. Are you cool yeah. with that? Or are you like, I punch you in the throat cause I want all five to start off with. No, I think it makes sense to kind of baby step you honestly. Um, yeah, I'd rather just ease me in and then I can unlock classes as I play the game. I'm usually good with that. Honestly, um, I, I know games do it. I've never had an issue with that personally. So yeah. What about you? I, uh, you know, I have to say that usually in those cases, it's usually like a specialty class that that's kind of a, just a slight change of build from one of the yeah. ones that you start off with. So I'm, I'm in on your side. I don't really see a problem with it. I know that we're, we're all still as gamers, we want everything accessible immediately so that we, damn it, we could decide what what we want to play. We don't want to play Dinky Barbarian so that we could get, you know, um, Death Knight or whatever. I'm totally making this up off the top of my head. I don't know if there is a game out there that you have to play through the entire Barbarian campaign before you get a Death Knight, but that's an example. Well, if one is going to do it, it's probably going to be the Barbarian that you're playing first, though. Yeah, it's of course. It's like the starter clash. It's usually you, you've, you're going to have a, a melee, all-in melee, and then a, some sort of range. Yeah. Usually a hunter or a something, or like some variation of a hunter or a, I don't know, what's another hunter name? Rogue. There you go. Well, that's kind of archer. a variation. That's like, yeah, archer. That's what I'm thinking of. Because normally you be like your barbarian and your rogue are your two melee classes. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I've seen. And then you kind of get into a more complicated death knight. Magic user. Yeah. You get like a, it's like a mix between like a magic user and a. Um, Fighter. We're, we're talking monks, baby. <laughs> nice. Yes. Or clerics. Instead of just a healer cleric i mean we could really you know we could break down all the classes there's just so many choices the necromancer it's just a clear it's it's a healer who failed oh <laughs> oh man 
They just want to do a little damage to help Team Man. I'm sorry. I thought he was still alive. I waited he too will, long. You will never be alive again, sir. <laughs> You'll be unalive. <laughs> and you will like it. Um. So, okay. Um, There is a bit of news that is making its rounds um, online that is causing a little bit of a stir. Uh, there is a game. I don't know if you've heard about it, ladies and gentlemen, but there's this small, itty-bitty little game called Minecraft. There's a Minecraft game? Yeah, there's a Minecraft game. It's like game. where you build, like, mines and you craft them? Uh, I, well, you, 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 you pick up dirt and grass and wood and then magically, ta-da, you build a house. I don't know. I'm not uh, sure. I like building houses. That sounds sweet. Um, but, uh, there is a new, apparently, uh, there is a new feature in Minecraft, and yeah. that is that private servers mm. are going to be opened up to moderation and account-wide player bans. I did see about that. I don't know how I I don't know how I feel about that. I'm definitely at the camp where I get why they're doing it because obviously people were abusing the system and probably abusing multiple private servers. My guess, that is probably what happened. They're basically, and for my, like when I read about it, it was also very clearly like when they talk about banning, it's for being like super derogatory. It's just mm -hmm. not casual banning. It's like you have to be pretty hardcore about it. I almost would prefer if there's almost like a server flag. We're like, you know, you have your private server where you can flag basically almost like a, yes, I want to be part of this global ban thing where like if they get banned on any private server, ban on mine too, that's cool. Right. Versus like, maybe it's like literally you and me, we're just going to create our own damn server and I don't care what you do in any other server. In that case, no, like that was, that's like one of the, that's always been one of the pros of Minecraft. I mean, even kids at school joke about it all the time. We're like, my private Minecraft server. Like, that's something they, e like, they even know about, is the idea of these private Minecraft servers where you can kind of do what you want. So I'm not a huge fan of that. It definitely goes against kind of the original Ma Mahjong kind of vision of Minecraft. Yeah. Um, so that's, I don't like it. I know why they did it. And it's just kind of part of the gaming culture. Um, but I wish there was a way, yeah, because like apparently, you can't even like create like your own like private server, it's like you're basically done. Yep, yep. No, I mean, so they're saying that, um, players can now report one another for inappropriate chat messages or dangerous behavior, even on private servers, which makes sense. I mean, but the thing is, okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. How did the player get on the private server? Well, and I think also we've seen in games where 
bands can be overzealous. <laughs> yes, gotcha. So is this a case? I mean, we've seen griefing of reporting players, particularly usually in MOBAs, mm -hmm. will grief another player on your team by reporting them, yep. even if they're not doing anything. Yep. Um, so is this something that could potentially happen in Minecraft, where now all of a sudden you can grief somebody who joined your server, you don't like them. Um, I mean, we've seen how kids can be sometimes or adults for that matter yep. uh, or if they want to be a jerk maybe you want to kick somebody out that's what they'll do and now all of a sudden they're banned from all minecraft servers so i'm not a huge fan of it if there was like a way around it almost um or a way to still have your own or whatever the case is but there's just no way of doing that so their own yeah. private sandbox <laughs> No, I mean, I, I mean, th this is this is definitely CYA on Microsoft's part, which of course is the parent company to Mahjong. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's isn't there just an option to boot someone off your private server? Can't know, you just ban them from your server? Boom, yeah, problem solved. Yeah. He's been a douche. Ban him. Yeah. Seems like you should be able to do that pretty dang quickly if you want to. I mean, maybe maybe I've just been out of the loop for so long and I don't understand what a private server is anymore. But from my understanding, if you're running a private server, it's your server to moderate. That's kind of the whole point is it's a private server. Good. So I, 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 my brain doesn't, is it completely broken? Well, it's kind of like with Team Fortress. I mean, I haven't played Team Fortress 2 in years now, but when yeah. I was playing, it's like you had private server. Like you had basically had the kind of global approved servers through um, Valve, which mm -hmm. also had the um, the DRM lockdown. Mm -hmm. Like the anti-cheat, um, whatever they call it for Steam. So they had that on there for the anti-cheat, but then you could create your own private server, which basically anybody could join, and you could also then enable or disable the anti-cheat mechanism. So people, so you could have servers where people could join without having to basically care about whether or not they're cheating or not. VAC. What? VAC. It's called VAC. Yep. Valve anti-cheat. So that was an. I don't know if that's even still an option, honestly, in TF2. But back in the day, it definitely was an option with TF2, where I could create a custom server, and the players would not have to use that basically and that's kind of what i mean with minecraft where you can almost have like that option yeah we're like yes i want to ban anybody's been banned but or it's just a free-for-all i know what i'm being myself into um i guess maybe the argument against that is could then potentially create two different classes of servers where it's almost like a stigma of Huh, you don't allow people on your servers because you they have to, you know, be good and stuff. So the elite privates yeah. versus the uh uh what is it? Um common man private. So th there's probably that worry, and this just does fairly, it does eliminate that being potentially an issue. Um, so there's potentially that, but yeah. Yeah. But it's, mean, it also goes back to the online always where, I mean, I know Minecraft is technically online, but, you know, I think about like, for instance, like Diablo being always online. Well, those are obviously in the Blizzard servers, whereas these servers are on your own. 
but even servers that were not supposed to be a part of Microsoft at all now still had that thread to Microsoft to basically ban players from. So it's like further reaching out those tentacles of always on mm-hmm. and never being completely your server independent of the publisher. And I mean, then we're going along the lines of you, you have, you're paying for the right to, you don't own, of course, once again, thanks Bill Gates. You don't own anything in the software world. You just own a license. And so they're just rewriting the EULA on you. Oh yeah. I mean, that's actually, that was kind of the first thing that came to mind about this. Like, haha, you don't own anything, sucker. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to pause real quick to do uh, friends of the show. These are these amazing people that help Ultra Confusion continue to be Ultra Confusion. So without further ado, let us start off with the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts that challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. If you want more information, go to Indie cluster.com that's i-n-d-i-e-c-l-u-s-t-e-r.com indie cluster and of course the guy who runs it ron is just like a freaking amazing person so if you tell amazing is he just just hang out with him i mean you just want to hang out with him that's that's he's the kind of guy that'll give the shirt off his back for you uh, the next one I can talk to him and steal his shirt. I like the way he thinks <laughs> The next one, the next shout out we got to do, of course, is Noodle Boy, Noodle Boy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodle Boy Media, previously White Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out Facebook.com slash noodle pie media Anime! of course the next shout out we have to do is to the one and only the masterful and now slightly older because the last between our last show and this show uh dr ryan had a birthday but what? ladies and gentlemen let me tell you about hero chiropractic hero chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by ryan moore the company's focused to elevate a patient's experience of freedom creative expression and joy they believe that everyone can be a hero and has an Incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible and most importantly suited to your individual needs. If you want more information, go to www.herochiropractic.com. So many needs, sir. So many needs. And then, of course, the last shout-out we have to give is to the mastermind behind our intro and outro. And that, of course, is Crosspad Creative. And hold on one second. My my, uh, my cheat sheet just died. No! Don't kill the cheat sheets. I don't know what just happened. Okay, here we go. Crosspad Creative. Need a new logo or want to work on... A full branding, 
on a full branding and content strategy, or maybe you need music or audio for your content. Crosspad Creative offers a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. Just email Josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he can do for you. And then, of course, as we did those shout-outs, we, of course, have to tell you about the amazing thing that Alter Confusion loves doing every single year since we started way back when. And that, of course, well, I don't know what that was. Uh, and that, of course, is, ladies and gentlemen, Alter Confusion is proud to say that we have been fundraising for Extra Life for 11 years straight. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best, game, to help sick and injured children at their chosen children miracle Children's Miracle Network Hospital. The money that we raise through Extra Life will go directly to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for Altered Confusion. Does that mean I have to like kids? Uh, no. No? All right. But you're saving the world. <gasps> okay. I can save the world. I'm up for that. All right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I know that you are just dying to know how you, too, could become a friend on the show. And so, uh, let me tell you that we have, we survive on the love and support of fans like you. And so, we have a patron page. Patreon lets you, the fans, lovers, haters, supporters, demigods, gods, demons, specters, extraterrestrial beings, interdimensional beings, and more to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. We currently have one, count them, one, two. <laughs> we currently have two, count them, one, two, uh, tiers uh, that you can... You lost uh, me at two, sir. Subscribe to. Um, the first one is a $1 a month or $12 a year tier. And that, of course, gives you early access to our playthroughs and the ability to partake in patron-only communications through Patreon. Now, if you're willing to jump to the next tier, it's a $5 a month or $60 a year tier. Not only do you get everything at the $1 tier, but you also gain your name, organization, Add it to the thank you section of every single Thursday night hangout. So if you'd like to become a patron for Alter Confusion, go to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Altered Confusion today. And speaking of which, uh, there is a new early access playthrough that I did like within the last week and a half, I think. Nice. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it is now. <laughs> Uh, shoot. Are you forgetting your brain, sir? Man, I tell you what, my brain, I'm surprised that, that it is still working, to be totally honest with you. Oh, oh, oh it's uh, uh, The Tale of Bastoon, which is actually a really, really good game. That is a mousehole. Uh, it is, I believe it's a Persian myth story. I could be wrong, but I think it's Persian. But it's it's pretty solid. You are a uh, stone worker who wakes up on a mountain side with no memory and mm, is through like your adventures on this. RPG fable, indeed. 
uh, it is on this mountain that you that your memory starts slowly coming back to you and why you're there and what exactly is going on is unveiled. So if you want to get an early start on the uh, the playthrough, become a patron of Alta Confusion, and you can watch all of the uh, the videos, which I believe I'm going to cheat here. I'm going to look at my um, the actual number of. How dare you cheat? Yeah, yeah. Uh, nope, not tales of. Wow, Charlie. Oh my gosh, I just, I apparently have not put it on my backup drive yet. Well, that makes things weird. Um, Bastoon, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven videos. Speaking of playthroughs, I, I always find this interesting that there's always a different approach to playthroughs. And I know I've asked this like a million times. We're going to ask this again. Um, what length of video do you personally find the most adequate when it comes to uh, playthroughs? Five minutes. Each video is five minutes long? Uh, so when I'm looking at a video for a game, I want a very quick synopsis of what this game is about and what's going on. Um, you want a highlight reel? Pretty much, yeah. I'm I'm talking about a playthrough. I'm talking like the entire game's being played. The entire game, which took which takes. I'm gonna cheat here. I'm gonna see how long it actually took me to play Tales of Bastoon. I'd probably say 27 minutes then. 27 minutes each. Or 23 minutes. The short, the basically the length of a comedy, half hour comedy with commercials. It took me just under four hours. Yeah, I would say. I mean, those are basically the length of office episodes. I I think I think most of my videos range anywhere between fifteen to twenty ish minutes. I would say that's right because that's like that's a good chunk for like us sitting. Like, okay, I can sit down for fifteen minutes, watch a video, and it's quick enough where it's not. You know, if you get more than a half hour, it's like, okay. It's, it's are, the, the, the reason why I ask is there are people out there whose playthrough, her idea of, of posting a playthrough is their entire playthrough. Yep. Like, if it it, it took me 3.9 hours to play through Tales of Bastoon. So someone has posted on YouTube all 3.9 in one big-ass file. And that, to me, would drive me nuts. As as a gamer, you know. Well, because usually also, if like maybe if somebody wants to see a per certain part of the game, mm -hmm. it's harder to find that in a entire four hour chunk. Yep. Whereas if you're doing certain chunks, you can kind of know like what chapter you're looking at. You okay? S speaking of chunks, uh, <laughs> it's really weird, but um, we got pinged again for no. Uh, uh, this time was like a minute and 42 seconds of audio that's not ours. So in certain countries, it's muted. And I actually looked at this list of countries. And I mean, if look, if we actually have fans in these countries, that's awesome. But like 
they are not like the any big names. Okay. So you're getting banned from countries and you don't know why? Uh, no, the the audio is well, I mean that audio is being clipped for like certain countries. Yeah. It's funny. It's like we don't own the rights to our own voices in certain countries. But like countries that I don't know if I would be able to find on a map. Which I I I don't Maybe that's why. Maybe it's a test to see if we can find out who they are. Well, I, I keep, you know, I keep, uh, what you would call it? I keep uh, appealing because I'm like, no, damn it. This is ours. And does the appeal go anywhere? They've reversed it every single time. Oh, well, there you go. Which I find funny. I'm like, so are, are you just like, let's see if they're paying attention. They kind of do. It just seems weird. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it definitely sounds bizarre, sir. Yes. I'm trying to see if I could find... Um, I'm trying to look back real quick to... Oh, here we go. I'm, I'm just jumping around real quick to uh, to see if I can find the... the okay. I'm going to name some of these places. You tell me if, if you'd be able to find them. Wow, okay. Hmm, interesting. United States of America. No. Canada. The United States Minder Outlying Islands. That's the Caribbean. Syria. I can find Syria. Yeah, that's Slovenia. That's like Middle East, yeah. Papua New Guinea. Uh, that is by New Zealand. Uh, Myanmar. Uh, that is Middle East. <laughs> North Korea. <laughs> not South Korea, just North Korea. What? <laughs> okay, that's random. Iran. We oh. we we don't own the 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 rights to something in our own voices in Iran, in Hungary, Haiti, Greenland. What? It is so random. China. Oh! Oh! Wow! Wow! Did we say like Winnie the Pooh or something? Oh, oh God! Now, well, oh. we didn't yet, but we, now we did now, now. Now I did it. Sorry. Dang it, Zelius! Ah, oh, man. Yeah, I just like. I have to. I have to appeal every single time. I'm gonna have to appeal after this show. Within 24 hours, I will appeal. Um. Is that how long you have is 24 hours? No, they usually don't tell me. Oh, actually, this one's still open. Mother effer. You bastards. Let's see. Is this one? Yep, it's also uh, that one's also got um, China. I really wish they would give it to me in alphabetical order, too. But it's like so all over the place. I wish they'd give it to me in geographical location of the equus distance from the capital of the country from where I live. How about up oh, Botswana? We don't own our voices in Botswana. Actually, so this, this is a lot. Like a, this is basically a list of countries I don't think I'd be traveling to anyways. There is, I have to say, there is a lot in Africa that we apparently do not own our own content in. That is so 
wonder if it could be like the Funko Pops. Maybe there's like a visual. No, it's audio. Copyright. Oh. They're, they, they, audio. Very weird. I know, Lace it, Joe, we've gone on a, a total tangent here, but. Is it still tracking your, the like intro and outro? No, I don't just know. Just the fact it's music. Like, I know it's like we own the copyright, but is it like it's just music? So it assumes. No, but the thing is, it. it oh. We, they, they closed our appeal and accepted our, our appeal on the uh, minute and 49 seconds, but they still won't close the one second. <laughs> oh, Christ. Anyways. All right, let's get back to the show. One second, sir. That's all it takes to lose against the great Facebook metaverse. Let's talk about the fact that there are people losing their effing minds over the latest The Sims 4 update that has caused some very weird things to happen. The first and one, and this is the, the least, the I guess the, the lightest of the issues, is the fact that for some reason, all of the characters seem to be aging really fast. Not like, you know, super fast, but the aging process has definitely picked up. So your Simses aren't living as long as they used to. But that's not the one that's got everyone going, what the hell? Um, in the game's July 26th update, which was two days ago, there so, something has happened. There A switch has been flipped. I don't know. But in-game characters are now looking to date family members. There, there are instances of the mother suddenly wanting to start a romantic relationship with her own son. Um, there's an, there's also an instance of a, uh, twins wanting to be boyfriend, girlfriend. Huh? Um, and there's also an example of the daughter wanting to date the father. Huh. Huh. It's... Uh, mm, yeah. It's... Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I've never actually played a Sims game before. I mean, you're, you're basically playing God. To be honest with you, I really... I always got really bored of playing the Sims, and I ended up just building all the houses in the neighborhood and just like throwing a family in there and then just kind of like overlording it. Like I look at, um, I'd have a single person in a huge ass house and they're like the neighbors would come over and everyone would, you know, everyone's living in the city or whatever, which I didn't give a shit about. Um, but I, I don't want, I didn't want to dictate this guy works at the electric company and this kid needs to study more. I'd, didn't care. I, I, I've always been the kind of person, and this is why, okay, totally random tangent, but this is why I like Lord of the Rings, not Lord of the Rings, uh, Lord of the Realms 1 over all the other Lord of the Realms because I spent a shit ton of time designing the shit out of my castle. I love that feature. I like building, I, I like the building designs, building the houses, putting the furniture in there. Sure. Not so much the people. Uh, and of course, you know, in Lord of the... And why do I keep saying Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Realms. 
Uh, once I was able to fully build my castle, which took a bajillion years and a shit ton of resources, but once it was built, ain't nobody ever taken my castle. <laughs> uh, there was actually a post uh, the other day on Reddit about uh, Lords of the Realm 2 in a nostalgic callback to it. Ugh, uh, gross. Yeah, it definitely gave back the memories. Nobody talked about Lords of the Round 3 for some reason. I don't know why. Let me tell you why. Because you could shit in the box and it would be, it would be, it would be, you would, bleh. you would get more enjoyment out of playing with the shit inside the box than actually playing the game. Teacher. That is just how I feel. About that. Lords of the Realm was on Steam. I was looking, but I don't see it. No, uh, Masters is of it Magic. On Gog? Is that what it is? Masters of Magic is on Steam. Gog might have Lord of the Realms. I still hate the name Gog. It's still good old games to me. Yeah. I I hear you. It just it just doesn't roll the tongue like I'm a Gog. So Zelius talked about earlier that he went back to an, uh, a game from his past, Guild Wars 2. And I will fully admit that I just went back and started playing the shit out of shit out of a, a game that I have put, I don't know, near, uh, obviously over 200 hours. And I'm almost 100% sure, but I will double check right now for you. Uh, yeah, I've put in 286 hours into this game. Nice. And that that is Slay the Spire. Ah. Um which is still a really good game. And it's very challenging. It's a you know, you basically you climb the tower. It's a rogue like deck building game where you have I feel like when I played Slay the Spire last, there was only three playable classes. Now there's a fourth one. Um and I got so freaking close. Uh, I I decided to make it my mission to beat the the spire at least once with each character, and I've successfully done it with two of four and two of the original three. Are you gonna do it with the last characters? Well, I'm I'm in the process of trying to do the I'm doing a run uh, right now. That is with the last original character. Uh, the fourth character is just a little. It, it takes way too much. It's going to take more planning. Um, because it's it's got layers upon layers upon layers. But. But that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could do some crazy stuff with that character, but. Um, I was ill prepared, <laughs> when I attempted to play as that character. Which I can't remember the name of the character off the top of my head, but it's it's a character that could change stances, and depending on what stance they're in, they can give they can do more uh, defense or more like uh, combat. But if you're in more combat mode, then you take more damage. If you're more defense, then you do less combat. That kind of thing. So there's an extra layer of interestingness. And I have unfortunately b 
binge watched the shit out of all of Stranger Things. Now I'm completely caught up and now I'm depressed because I need Stranger Things season five, which of course will be the last one and it's nowhere needed. I'm in, I've got through three episodes of season one finally. Aha. I at least started it. So I'm somewhere. Well, there you go. I, I was two seasons behind and then magically I binged the shit out of it and watched the last two seasons, which by the way, the last season, I think the last three episodes, they're each like movie length. Wow. Well, from what I was told too, is like the first three or four episodes of season one are actually the hardest to get through. And like, if I could just make it through those, it's smooth, good sailing from there. Well, there you go then. So I shall continue to endeavor on, but it's like splitting your time between binge-worthy shows and video games. It's quite the conundrum sometimes. Indeed. It's like, which do I choose to kill my brain cells on tonight? Hmm. And of course, there's books to read. True that. And for you, there are, you know, kids to throw Mountain Dew on. No, there's, there's kids to, that cause Mountain Dew to go flying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now the story changes, sir. Uh, one, uh, one last bit of news, and that is um, surrounding one of everyone's favorite games out there, Diablo Immortal. Oh. It would appear that there is a bug in Diablo Immortals that is causing some players to lose out on millions of experience points and it <laughs> does and there does not seem to be a way currently for those ex, ex the experience points to be recoverable. Nice. I mean, that seems like um Something that should have been caught in QA. That seems like the case for a lot of things in life, and it just doesn't happen. Um, yeah, I have actually not thought about Diablo Immortal in a while. Like, I removed it from my phone today because I played it like once, and I was like, "That's eh, not bad." And then I was just like. I'll just go back to playing my word games. That tells you yeah. something. No, like I just haven't even thought about playing it lately. Like I, I, I used to actually think about it, like, oh, maybe I'll play it. And no, so it's probably time for me to delete it too. I think when when my phone decides to just kind of like archive it, mm. I think it's time for me to move on. Yeah, that's good. So if it's archived, it means you haven't touched it in a while. And let's be honest, probably not going to. Yeah, it's like a happy time. So. It's, it's the way it usually goes with phone games. You know, the funny thing is, like I, like I said, I, I just re, I restarted playing Slay the Spire. I've, this is going to be a gateway to me getting back into Legends of Ruterra. I know it. I know it. I thought you were going to actually say a different game. What game do you think I was going to start playing again? Hades. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, no, there's a rabbit hole that if I go down, you ain't going to see me for a while. Exactly, sir. Though I'd have to, like, relearn the 
the patterns for the bosses. Isn't that part of the beauty of the game? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I started getting really good at beating all the bosses except for Hades. That douchebag McGee, it's just fucking luck of the draw. It's definitely luck of the draw for what power-ups you get because you need synergy. Yes. It's like at some point, like it doesn't matter if you get like the rare or whatever power-ups if they don't synergize with the other stuff you have. So if like the later rolls you get don't synergize with what you've already been getting, you can be like, well, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, when I, when I was playing like a ton of Hades on the Switch, I could literally, you know, after beating, I could, it didn't matter how bad my, you know, my layout was or my loadout was, yeah. but I could ease, I could get through the first two worlds, no problem. Yep. But that third world with the fucking Minotaur and that arrogant asshole prick douchebag guy, that's when it started getting really hard if you didn't have the right loadout. Well, because you also started getting enemies that you knew were going to hit you at some point. Yes, like, there was no way like, to avoid it. Yeah, you know you're just going to get hit, so you either have to have a way like, Stun them, get your health back easily, or whatever. You had to do something more than just. You couldn't Rambo like. it. You you had to be strategic. You had to yeah. be strategic about it. Yeah, they're definitely getting that point in the game. Yeah, but. Yeah. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've reached the end of our show. Um. So. Without further ado, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. From myself, Charlie, and Zealus, it's been a pleasure giving you everything to come our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother.